Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. All right, Bob's dads, parents, and guardians, we are back. And that means I'm back with Sherry Barch. She's once again with us. Hey, not only does Sherry have a passion for storytelling, but her desire to make room for serious and heavy conversations about families was a strong motivation for her to write her children's book, Heaven's Bell, based on a story of the same name she penned several years prior. She is currently working on a second book, a business leadership fable designed to help new college students navigate the real life stuff that they do not teach you in school about career conversations, conflicts, and challenges. So one more time, without any further ado, here's Sherry Birch. Sherry, welcome back to the Fierce Parody Podcast. Glad to have you back here with us one more time. And, uh, I just love the title about this book, Heaven's Bell, and your desire to help children deal with loss because Sherry, death is inevitable. Um, you know, the word says that everybody's appointed. Mm-hmm. So unless Christ comes back, uh, everybody's appointed to pass on. And so that means that every one of us are going to have to deal with the death of a loved one. And it's one thing to be an adult. And a lot of times we don't deal with it well. Well, if we're not dealing with it well, and a lot of us adults don't deal with it very well, what is it like for a child? So uh, talk to us about how this book can help a mom or dad help their child through loss. Sure. Well, I think one way to open a conversation about a difficult subject is is to storytell and to tell a story that's going to create a conversation versus avoiding a conversation or how are you feeling? Are you sad? Why are you sad? So it's it this story is is a make-believe story and okay. it is something that is, you know, it's 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 a place where the reader can go or listen to it. It's an audible. I've had families read it out loud um, and take turns reading the story. But it's it's a it's a fictional way to talk about death and dying that when you're done reading the story, it's going to immediately prompt you to share memories and talk about anything but the story. 
People read the story and don't say, oh, great character development. And But what they do do is, and you'll see it on the Amazon reviews, is they immediately start talking about the, their loved ones. And so what families are telling me is it's it it it's works for adults and it works for children the same. So a lot of adults are like, why are you calling this a children's book? Because it really is about everybody just sharing their memories. It's probably also put on a level that a child could understand and that a child could read. But the power of that, of having it where the child can actually read it. So that child sitting there, you say, hey, why don't you read the next couple of pages? And that child is reading that. Uh, again, we, we talked in the earlier segment, you know, as we're reading and we're listening to a story, we're starting to see pictures in our head. That That's going to generate those word pictures in our heads. It's going to generate it in our children's heads. And, and it, it opens the door for you to ask a question like, so what did you think about what you just read? Yes. Yes. Or how do you think, you know, there's a character in there that's experiencing heaven and, you know, you can ask, what do you think, what do you think mom's doing in heaven? Do you think there's a great hallway that mom is watching the monitors or whatever the story might entail? Again, it's a, it's a fictional work that I think is safe and creates those conversations. And the book is really geared towards eight to 12 year olds. And if you looked at in the literature reviews that I did, you had some of the Bernstein bears loses grandpa kind of thing. And then you had kind of some of the real heavy stuff, which is still good. Don't get me wrong. And I think it's useful and needed, but in that kind of adolescent, the, the characters are two 11 year olds. And so, you know, that, if you think about some of the traumas that we've experienced with the schools and, and some of the tragedies that are taking place, I mean, it really does sit in that kind of late grade school, early middle school genre. Um, but it is relatable for very young children all the way up to uh, I had a Vietnam vet tell me about how the story helped him remember and think about memories of people that he served with that he hadn't thought about in years. And I, I'm willing to bet that that's because he saw himself off in there, which is another door opener and say, you know, is there anybody here in this story that you identify with? Yes. And most of us probably experienced our first loss around that eight to 12, if we're mm -hmm. lucky, but even a little bit younger. And how, how was that dealt with when I was that age? And can I relate to the awkwardness of Ashley and Cody? as 11-year-olds and some of the things Ashley says and some of the things Cody experiences. So give us, just because I, I don't want to ruin the book out there for anybody, because I know there are those out there, myself included, who don't like the, the, the ending or anything, but just real briefly, you know, uh, about a few of the characters off in here. What What is Heaven's Bell about? So Heaven's Bell was a story that um, I've always had in my head from when I was a little girl. And I always felt like in heaven, when you, when a loved one dies and they go to heaven, there's a celebration and there's a bell hung or bells hung in heaven for your loved one. And my imagination always thought that if I thought of my loved one, I had a special ring in their bell. 
So their bell would ring in heaven and they would know when I was thinking of them. And so the book describes Ashley and Cody, who are 11 year old best friends. And early in the story, Cody dies and goes to outer space or heaven the way he would describe heaven. So the reader gets to listen to Cody describe heaven and what's going on in heaven and what he's doing. And he's reunited with people that he hasn't seen or in a long time or has never even met. And Ashley is on earth telling the story of heaven's bell, living a long life. And it's a parallel universe. So we're mm-hmm. Ashley's moving and growing and teaching and doing things. And Cody's in heaven, experiencing heaven. And then at the end, um, they come back together and reunite in a really cool way that most of the readers just love. So um, it pushes the reader through the courage of the conflict. Like, oh my goodness, this is a story about a child who dies. And I said, no, this is a story about two best friends that love each other. Well, don't you think part of the, the tragedy, what makes it so difficult is that some people think of death as the end. That's it. Game over. Nothing else. And if that was the truth, it would be extremely sad. And, and not being able to talk to the person like you would, maybe you were talking to them every day or maybe every month you would get together, or maybe a couple of times a year you would do things together and you cherish those. And you said, well, I won't get to do that anymore. But like you said, it's, it's a celebration. It, it's a, it's a home going to where one day we will see those loved ones again. Uh, I, I believe that my Lord and Savior has created a home for, all of us, and uh, it, because of him, one day, you know, all those who come into a believing knowledge of him will one day be back together. So, it to me, it, it doesn't have to be tragic, but I can see how right. for some people it is. Right, and it's not a you know the the book is not religious. I mean, I talk about right, heaven, right. and there's an angel in there, um, but it but it does it it it. It is a story that says, yes, there is something after a loved one dies and they are experiencing heaven in a way that as as somebody that's a storyteller, I just took a shot at it. I didn't I didn't make it fuzzy. I made it very clear. I here's what it looks like. And people say that like in the imagery in the book is just so good because I have this picture of how Cody is is seeing is seeing heaven. And I think the other thing we talked about was the the story generating conversation mm-hmm. and generating questions and, and curiosity. And there is in the book, it starts out with a letter to the parents. And in that letter to the parents, it talks a little bit about how your child might be experiencing feelings and, and death at, at certain age groups. And some of the kids that have read the book have said to me they enjoyed reading the letter to the parents because it gave them a running start on how they might be able to communicate with their parents based on what my letter talked about. So it's just another tool that I think opens it up. But also there's 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 a journal now that goes with the book called Ring to Remember. And in this journal, it's just prompts of curious, of questions that aren't heavy they're they're kind of 
I don't want to say whimsical, but they're just creative. Um, and you know, you don't think about it. Like I'll just, I'll just read one, you know, if oh, your loved one, if your loved one could hang out with anyone in heaven, who do you think they would choose? Think of other family members, friends, even celebrities or heroes. Anything is possible. You know, after we journal for a while and we go back and we reflect on it, um, we, we can kind of even see how we grow and develop in and of ourselves over a period of time. And, and we can find that helpful. And uh, this here in that journal, get people talking about their feelings and, and getting things out on paper rather than pent up inside themselves. Yes. And there's a there's a space for, um, you know, depending on the age of the child or how they like to communicate, there's a blank space as well on each page where they can doodle, draw, tape, blue, write, whatever, whatever they would like to do. But it could be a family, you know, the whole family could write on the journal, you know, how we talked about the different vantage points and perspectives. So one memory could generate all different prompts or entries into the journal, or it could be just your own personal space that you want to just have and continue to reflect in. Um, but I just felt the need to put the journal with the book because so many people had a flood of memories and thoughts and wanted to share after they read it. So I'm just, I love the picture. I love that you have a place in there that, that has an openness for the person to be able to express themselves in, in a way that most makes sense for them. Because if you take a little child, maybe they just really in the moment can't articulate how they're feeling, but they can draw it out. Yes. And color it out. And then you can come back and you can have a conversation about that. Why did you draw this? What was going through your mind? Walk me through it. And a child, I have another child that's drawn something that can't come back and tell you the story about what they drew. <laughs> yes. And that's what this is all about. This is about just taking a difficult subject that we're all experiencing. And unfortunately, it's not, it may not even be something that the family is personally experiencing, but we have some children that have anxiety over what the social media is covering mm. and what the media is covering. And so we're having to address this and and create space for these conversations even if it's not happening to us personally. And the space in the social media is not always productive. That journal in more ways than social media is more productive in, in being able to generate a conversation and getting your feelings out uh, on how you feel, not how everybody else feels about what you're trying to get out there. So, Sherry, I, I, I now know, and my audience knows, you know, what the book is about, why you wrote it. But what I like to know is, why now? Why write it now? What Did you see a need? Was it just a burden on your heart that you felt you need to put this out now? It, 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 I called it, I call it my COVID passion project. And, it, and what COVID <laughs> did is help me get over all my fear. You know, I'm a first time a author. I put a lot of barriers in place. People said it was a good story, but ah, I've never done this before. This And when, when finally 
it, it was a burden on my heart because I thought, you know what? It is selfish of me not to put this out there. And if it helps one person, which is what my my husband said to me, Sherry, if it helps one person, it's worth it. You need to you need to do it. And um, I mean, we couldn't go to church. We couldn't even go into people's living living rooms. I have a remote goodbye with Ashley and Cody because most people couldn't be with their loved ones when they were in the hospital dying of COVID. So, wow. you know, yeah, it's not was tragic. It, yes, it, it was. It's not pretty, and and but it was. That's why now, and so that it was released at the end of 2020. Um, just, you know, didn't have a lot of the traditional means to get the book out there and then, um, released the journal in the, uh, in June. And, um, I think the two of them combined is such an incredible gift, literally and figuratively to helping people have these difficult conversations, whether it's happening to them personally and in their family, or it's something that's creating anxiety with the with the state of what's going on today through COVID and other tragedies. And, and all the different things. And, uh, you know, we had the shitty tragedy down in Texas. It, it, uh, exactly. it had to be very difficult on, on, for the parents and, and uh, relatives to be able to talk to their children. Moms, dads, parents, guardians, this is a book that you could take. If you know somebody who's had a tragedy in their family and, and a mother, a father, an aunt, uh, a precious uncle had passed on. And if you want to add value and show that you care, this is one way that you can do that by taking this book and say, hey, listen, we're we're not only praying for you, but here's something that we, we think might help. It, it might help your little one here move past it, quite frankly, it, it might help you also. Yes. And letting people know that you're there for them, that you that you care for them. Yes. So I would challenge parents and guardians and those listening to us to use it in that fashion. Yes. Thank you. I I I feel like I thought maybe it would help a few people, but I think there's close to 70 reviews and you can just see some of the readers talking about how it broke through some barriers. It took them places that they hadn't been. It's an, it's an audible, it's an ebook, it's a paperback. And then the, the journal is there as well as a, as an addition. So I'm, I'm very proud and I'm grateful Stan that people like you are allowing me to be on this podcast to try to reach as many parents as possible and just help in any way we can strengthen our families and, and, and continue to storytell and have stronger communication. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh, you're quite welcome. And moms and dads, uh, here by Terry, I'm going to have Sherry tell you where you can find her book, her journal, and all of this information uh, online. Sherry, why, why, matter of fact, why don't you just go ahead and tell us where they, they can find all of that? Yes. So, Amazon, I mean, a lot of different sellers, Walmart, Amazon, but if you just go to amazon.com and look up Heaven's Bell, you'll see both books there. Otherwise, if you want to learn more about me, you can just go to heavensbell.com, www.heavensbell.com. And in there, you'll see more about my journey and some of the the comments that readers are leaving and, and other pieces of materials. All right, then, when moms and dads, I'm also going to have that information in the podcast description. 
I would preach that sermon again. Check out the podcast description because that's where you're going to find the links, the links to Sherry's book, as well as other links that we have for parent, parent resources. Even my parody book, it's there also. So please check that out and leave a review. Matter of fact, I know that a lot of you are downloading the podcast. Hey, make sure you subscribe, okay? Because when you subscribe, you take our podcast to a totally different level. So subscribe, uh, send it out, share it with other people, uh, share it on your social media, uh, help us, help others, because the purpose of this podcast is to help parents and guardians become the best version of themselves and to help their children, their tweens and teens become the best version of themselves. So, Sherry, thank you for being part of my podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Stan. Uh, Again, you're most welcome. That brings us to the end of this podcast. And as always, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was what said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.